witches. I'm Felicia. And I'm Holly. Join us as we embark on a journey to discover the ins and outs of witchcraft and what it means to be a witch in today's world. Grab your grimoires, your crystals, and a hot cup of tea, and let's get get spooky. Well, hey, Felicia. Hey, buddy. How's it going? It's going, dude. (laughs) It's going. Yeah. It has been a week. Oh, man. Like, it's been a month. You know, it's been a life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's just um, yeah. So obviously, um, if anybody listened to last week's um, tiny little tidbit, uh, we had <laughs> <laughs> some technical issues where uh, my audio file for the episode didn't fucking save properly and was corrupted and sucked ass and uh, everything went wrong. And yeah, great. Now we're here. <laughs> Neptune is a very gentle planet. planet. For like 17 Neptune straight minutes. It's a very gentle planet. I sounded over and over and over again. I sounded like one of those uh those planetarium people. Like you know when you walk into an exhibit <laughs> and it's like Mars, the newest frontier. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. When you sent exactly. me the video, I heard myself and I was like, "Yeah, I sound like one of those planetarium people." <laughs> you, you mean in this video? Is, a, is an extremely gentle planet, um, but it is not it. Neptune is, a, is an extremely <laughs> gentle planet. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> extremely Fucking gentle planet. Eight minutes straight. We just, we skip Uranus altogether. Oh, I liked the way you said that. Uranus. I like that. You know, you know where I heard that. I think uh, that's how Neil deGrasse Tyson says it: is Uranus. Uranus. I'm gonna say that yeah. from now on. Yeah. So I stopped making butt jokes about Uranus. Well, you can. <laughs> no, no, you can make butt jokes about Uranus. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fancy bitch now. Neil deGrasse Tyson told me this one. <laughs> Uranus, bitch. I like that. But yeah, no, yeah, like literally. <laughs> There was like our whole intro was missing. Like, like I mean, like there was the intro, but like not the intro to the episode. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, it was just yeah. So that's cool. <laughs> just a clusterfuck. You can call it what it is. It was a clusterfuck. It was shit a clusterfuck show. shit show. Don yep. Don Garnet fuckery. <laughs> and we had no no time to do a re-record before the episode was supposed to air. So it no. just it is what it is. And now welcome to episode. 82 the final part in the trilogy <laughs> the reckoning <laughs> of our astrology series yes so. Right? yeah so yeah welcome thanks for tuning back in thank you for being patient um appreciate it didn't intend also, to do this to you but <laughs> here we are also we should just uh mention again really quick we are taking a quick hiatus the next two episodes will be reruns yeah, my favorite episode of Felicia's, Felicia's favorite episode of mine, and then we'll be coming back at you mid June for some listeners whispers. Woo. So get that shit into us, get it in. I think we, if I'm not mistaken, a couple days ago, I think we got we another, another one. one. Yes, yeah. I was so excited. Feels when I, good, man. I feels good. So excited when I got the notification. It was like you know, so on the notifications, you can only see like part of the notification. And it was yeah. like, hey, guys, just wanted to send this other spooky story. Hope is not too late. Love and I it. was like, yes. 
never too late <laughs> i love it love yeah. it love it love it yeah i like it a lot so thank you everybody who has sent uh who have sent spooky stories into us we really appreciate it um some of them are so fantastic i cannot wait for the rest of the group here to uh hear them mm-hmm. um and those of you who didn't send in a spooky story oh, what you doing <laughs> why the hell not why what are we what you're not good en- we're not good enough for your spooky stories <laughs> or do you think your spooky stories are not good enough for us in which case i will wrong. correct you we will take any story you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> i'll correct you you're wrong <laughs> yeah my grandma looked at me funny really tell me more yeah like, i'm in i'm here for it yeah. tell us all the story <laughs> did her eye twitch did it seem like she was doing it or just someone else inside of her doing it <laughs> right is she close to death no precipice Possessed? no underlying bold question mark <laughs> love it all right well um let's just dive in to the second time doing this so if uh, you know what my week has been so hellish that everything is just a blank slate up here so it really will feel like the first time again for me so i'm i'm here for it like a virgin hearing this episode for the very first time time. (laughs) excellent i had a shitty week really and my mind is gone sorry buddy i feel the exact same way like i was so fucking tired the last little like just exhaustion do you know what i mean like just sheer exhaustion and i'm like we planned that two-week hiatus so perfectly because i was like that we'd be coming in at the beginning of june perfect timing everything was planned so perfectly on top of it i was so exhausted (laughs) that i was like you know what this will be perfect because i'm at my fucking breaking point yeah yeah and then shit just went even worse and i was like you know maybe i'm just meant to live in my breaking point (laughs) maybe we are meant to live in our breaking points forever (laughs) feel it i so feel it It does is everyone like this do it maybe maybe just like that's just like how life is is this this the norm is this it there's no way are we supposed to feel like this nope no i'm no is this how our parents felt this is what's been normalized okay fair this is what's been normalized yeah it has been so normalized to be pushing yourself through fucking burnout that you like can't sleep and you're having like medical issues and your brain hurts and like when i tell you i have had a migraine for the last 18 straight hours Mm. and like not even my like fucking prescribed migraine medication is helping that's burnout yeah (laughs) that's burnout yeah i feel it i've i've woken up with a headache every day for like a week yeah yeah probably go for go to the doctor for that but you know it's just i think it's just because i'm just so tired and like life just that's it you know what your doctor's gonna tell you this don't even go to your doctor sorry i'm gonna be an asshole here for a second just because I've gone to doctors about headaches for years and they tell you the same <laughs> shit. Drink water, sleep more, stress less. And you're like, yeah, wow, how fucking simple that is. How revolutionary. Yeah. What a change. What a what mm-hmm. a wild thing to do. Yeah. You're like, um, the only thing that is even kind of manageable in that list is drinking water. Mm-hmm. Cause sleeping, when? Yeah. Yeah. When? 
between having to maintain. Anyways, I could go along on this forever, but let's. But uh, let's talk about the mount uh, about the about the stars <laughs> about, about the, the mountain sky. <laughs> I don't know why I went to mountains, but let's let's go. Polly's escaping above already. The mountains <laughs> into the, the atmosphere yeah. <laughs> and out to the galaxy. And, far, far away. And venture straight into the outer planets. <laughs> I absolutely thought you were about to say Uranus. <laughs> I was going to, but I was like, it's too early to start this already. <laughs> I was like, I was like, <laughs> I just, this bitch did the speaking. perfect <laughs> transition. Sorry. Derailment for one second. Speaking of launching straight into Uranus. Um... <laughs> Did you see the Reddit post recently about the person that went for an MRI with a butt plug in? No. Did it tear it was, through them? Well, the butt plug was advertised as 100% silicone. Oh, no. And so they're suing the people that made the butt plug because it had a metal core. <gasps> and it fucking anal railgunned at this person while they were in the fucking MRI machine. That motherfucker was embedded solidly into their chest cavity. Like, survived, but with major injuries. Who the f- K? <laughs> I had so many layers to this, I know. <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> the I first... know there's layers. This is multifaceted here. <laughs> first being, who goes for an MRI with a butt plug-in? There's three options here. One, you're a prankster. And you wanted the MRI technician to be like surprised by something harmless in your also butt, foreign in your butt, um, also foreign. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it wasn't actually harmless, but like it would have been if it were if it were silicone, if it were as advertised. Um, uh, the second person is the type of person that like gets off on that kind of stuff. They get sick. Mm. Sick fascination. And then the third person is the person that just uses butt plugs so often that they just forgot that they had a butt plug in. The third option does not seem viable to me. Oh, there's people that do that. They're just no, like, that's I, part of their their routine. But I'm like, how, yeah. how do you forget you got a butt plug in? Like, I've been using tampons for 15 years. You've monthly. never forgotten you had a tampon in? Never. Oh, I totally have. Oh, well, then... Maybe. We are not the same. Oh, I, I am highly aware of my private parts. I guess. <laughs> yeah. No. I. Uh, I have never, not once, ever forgot I had a tampon in. Oh. Okay. Well. Yeah. Maybe that makes me the weird one. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe I'm the weird one. Maybe I'm like, well, good for me. I'm ultra sensitive. I guess. I, don't I know. guess we'll never know. Good for Alex. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let me tell you how I got this ring. <laughs> no, I just can't. <laughs> Cardi B. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Anyways, back to Uranus. <laughs> Call me Felicia P. <laughs> I'm actually Felicia M. Oh, now, but anyway, um, that's okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's let's um, stray away from the butt plugs and back to Uranus. So, <laughs> so I mean, still on brand. On brand. <laughs> so last time. In the last, fuck, I'm all, I'm all fucked now. Holly. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> all I'm picturing is a fucking butt plug, like straight up tearing through innards. The MRI is, a, you can see the MRI. There's a picture of the MRI. Yeah. 
Okay, well, you send it to me after. Let's get this recorded. Okay, yeah, let's get this done. Sorry. It's okay. (laughs) Send it to me because now I want to see it. And all I'm thinking about (laughs) is what a butt plug looks like on an MRI. It looks like a spaceship. Excellent. Which is a great segue because we are going on a (laughs) trip on our little rocket ship. (laughs) We're your best friends in the backyard Oh God! <laughs> you know what? I'm glad we're recording this. This is better than last week. So much funnier. <laughs> oh no, it's the little Einsteins. <laughs> little Einstein. Einstein. Going on a trip in our favorite rocket ship. Little Einstein. Well, come here, little Einstein. Let's talk about the oh, outer planets. Oh my God! <laughs> so last episode, um. We covered all the zodiac signs, the 12 zodiac signs, as well as the inner planets and the social planets, right? Yes. We didn't get a chance to finish the outer planets, though, so that is where we're going to start today. So, the outer planets. These planets are, as Neil deGrasse Tyson says, Uranus. Uranus. Um, Sounds so fancy. It does. Scientific, if you will. (laughs) Um, then there is Neptune and Pluto. So these planets are so far away that they cannot be seen by the human eye, as most know. They represent the most esoteric aspects of ourselves, and they are the invisible qualities that will push us outside of our comfort zones. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. So like I had said to you, um, kind of in our teaser at the end of part two of this, It is said that Uranus is the occultist, Neptune is the mystic, and Pluto is the shaman. Yes. Very cool. Occultist, mystic, and shaman. Which one would you be if you could be any of the three? Uh, hmm. I'd like to be the mystic. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Defo's the occultist. I feel that. (laughs) I feel that for you. Yeah. That was my initial go-to was to the occultist but it's like no bitch don't lie to yourself you're a mystic yeah you love that shit i'm into yeah you love it yeah yeah i'm into that shit so you love it so um (laughs) they are all magical um just in different ways but they each bring a different level of complexity and layer and depth and dimension if you will um with them to the planets okay. and how we see ourselves within the planets, right? Mm-hmm. So because they are so far away from Earth, they move the slowest through the zodiacs. So sorry, they're not their furthest away from Earth. They're the furthest away from the sun in terms of rotation. Um, yeah. So they take the longest to actually move throughout all the zodiacs, whereas the inner planets and social planets move through them much faster. So be- exactly. because of this, instead of these planets representing an individual, they actually represent an entire generation of people. So, for example, Uranus takes 84 years to move through the zodiacs, Neptune 164, and Pluto at a whopping 248 years to move through all 12 like zodiacs. Multitudes of generations. Yes. That's- higher yeah yeah, so like civilization so each generation (laughs) is defined by the zodiac of like of where that planet is landing at the time yeah yeah so i just think that's so cool that we have entire generations defined 
by each zodiac. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So let's uh let's get into it then. So let's start on Uranus. Uranus. <laughs> however you want to pronounce Minus? it. <laughs> Call me an MRI because I'm about to rip through Uranus. <laughs> Yeah, dude. That was fucking <laughs> wow. That was a gem, magnetic, if oh, you will. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Call it the law of attraction. <laughs> God fucking damn. We're it. too clever for our own good. <laughs> wow. Oh, incredible. I'm so happy for that. Like honestly, that was good. <laughs> it only took us 81 82 81 episodes but we just we made the gem mm-hmm. that was it yeah nothing but downhill from here yep we've peaked <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're like a fancy butt plug like the ones with the gems on the back <laughs> just kidding okay so um the area of influence for this planet is rebellion eccentricity and upheaval Right, so this planet uh, is all uh, chaos, eccentricity or esotericism. Eccentricity, eccentric, like eccentric, eccentric, eccentricity. Okay, you know what I mean. Okay, yeah, eccentric, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, eccentric. so it's like eccentric, okay. eccentric, but eccentricity. Fun word, isn't it? I'm using big words today. Yeah. So, how does this manifest in us if? We are defined by generation. Well, the planet Uranus is the planet of intuition and revolution. Uranus forces us to... God, I'm a child. Okay. Uranus, baby. Uranus. Go Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson route here. Uranus forces us to... Oh, my God. If I could get my shit together. Hilarious. Um, Uranus. Okay, <laughs> get my shit together. You know who won't be getting their shit together? Uranus, <laughs> the patient in the MRI machine, man. <laughs> His shit's gonna look like a buckshot until he dies. <laughs> oh, gross! Oh my god, I feel like a colostomist in this future. So. <laughs> I see colossomy eggs. <laughs> yeah. Says the mystic. <laughs> I don't think you need to be a mystic to know what happens when some fucking rail guns through your fucking whole, whole stomach body. cavity. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that's fucking wild. <laughs> okay. So Uranus fo- forces us into an awakening of sorts through chaos. So, okay. This planet is all about changing the status quo, not following direction. Rules are meant to be broken. Fucking all gas, no brakes. <laughs> I mean, fitting. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's meant to rip us out of our comfort zones and launch us into new areas that we never thought we would be before oh my god i cannot take this seriously i should not have mentioned the mri Uh. but yeah (laughs) so 
Could you imagine if you didn't say anything, though, and then you would have been thinking all of this by yourself, and I wouldn't have been in on the joke? All, all alone. <laughs> all alone and lonely. Oh, <laughs> so funny. It's only one plan that we're going to be laughing at. Yeah. Well, we'll Just, see. <laughs> well, yeah, fair. Yeah. So Uranus has no place for rules and traditions and throws all caution to the wind. <laughs> right? So, you know. Rules are meant to be broken, my friend. Exactly. You know. <laughs> I mean, I guess so are innards, but <laughs> I'll never get over this story. Uh, <laughs> so I mean... this planet jolts us out of complacency and throws the status quo out the window. Yeah. This planet also <laughs> requires complete authenticity from us. So okay. you cannot stand in the face of Uranus and not be 100% you. You know, <laughs> you see the truest form of a man when you're looking at this fucking chocolate starfish. So, <laughs> vulnerability, vulnerability, truest self. Yes. So, the it- truest self is held in Uranus. I mean, we've all had a come to Jesus moment <laughs> facing Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> no, but oh, seriously though. <laughs> but seriously Christ. though. This is it. This is yeah. my come to Jesus moment. It's <laughs> not even. So Uranus really is all about moving out of your comfort zone, being your most authentic self. Any of these barriers or these facades that you put up to try and fit in or be more normal or whatever it is is completely mm-hmm. torn away, but it's all torn away through like chaos. So this is not mm. this is not a gentle upheaval. <laughs> I don't think there is such thing with an oxymoron, gentle and upheaval, but <laughs> you know. Yeah, like <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, Uranus is not a gentle planet. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Uranus is a planet of anarchy. It is. And fighting. Yeah. And but it's it, not fighting. But it's <laughs> it is anarchy. Yeah. It's chaos. Yeah. It is also the ruling planet of technology. Which makes a lot of sense because mm-hmm. technology teaches us to be innovative. It teaches us to change. It teaches mm-hmm. us um, healthy competition and moving forward and constantly breaking boundaries and moving into territories maybe we thought we would never experience or moving us into situations we never thought we'd be in. Yeah. Yeah. So very interesting. So an example of these um generational uh movements is mm-hmm. we're gonna look at our generation so yeah your uranus in capricorn was the generation of 1988 to 1996 which yeah. we fall into so this generation in capricorn overturned outmodeled traditions and oppressive governments businesses and leaders replacing them with innovative technological technologically sophisticated models and rebelling against authority in any way they could right so a lot of uh, if you look at uranus and capricorn which is our generation you will see massive changes in the way that we operate in our careers right how we operate in marriages and even just like the general fabrics of our society right this generation is all about removing anything that seems to be outdated we are yeah. all about advancement well even just like that span of generation as well was like you saw so many different things 
change in terms of like anarchy even like yeah um the berlin berlin wall going down you saw um right berlin wall yeah so yeah that was in in the no so is it is it 89 let's just double check oh you were right 89 1989 was i really right yeah november i'm so surprised november 9th 1989 yeah, okay, so we have the literal fall of the Berlin Wall, so walls being broken down for that. And then we've yep. got advances in technology like Mass- the internet like becoming that whole available. Age of a, that whole age of Capricorn in Uranus. You saw, yeah, email being like yeah. coming to the fore and people being able to contact each other faster than ever before. Yeah. Globalization, interconnectivity, yeah. right? You know, up until the early 90s, like having a computer was not something that was ever going to be like a household item. No, exactly. Right? And like now computers were only for scientists and fucking and NASA. astronauts. Yeah, but- exactly. <laughs> Jinkies. Jinkies. <laughs> but seri- yeah, seriously. And, and it's so interesting because like if you look at the next generation, which, you know, you'll like this. My sister falls into. Right. Yeah. So yeah. she's the next generation. So 1996 to 2003. And this is. Um, Uranus and Aquarius and they are all about revolutionary souls so they are like making strides in advancing humanity Uh, they reform a lot of ideas and inventions around like humanity itself right whereas social issues are being brought social justice social issues but they struggle with one-on-one relationships but they can demonstrate their love to communities large groups of friends or the world right which we see a lot of the in the next generation where a yeah. lot of these people want you know humanity to be an even playing field for all and level playing mm-hmm. field for all and they are showing so much love and kindness and compassion to to massive groups of people and communities of people but if you talk to them they are so lonely when it yeah. comes to actual one-on-one connection which I just thought was so interesting to see, you know, we know people in both generations, us being in one, and we know quite a few people in the other. Yep. And couldn't be more true, you know? No, exactly. Yeah. So very interesting. I just thought it was super, I, I like the idea of like whole generations being included. Yeah. But so when you said Uranus takes 80, how many years to move through the zodiac? It is 84 years. So that's to move through all 12 Zodiac. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I misunderstood you before. I was like, 84 years for each sign? Holy fuck. No. But no. 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 <laughs> 80, 84 divided by 12. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. Cool. 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 Right? Cool, so cool, what cool. is it? 84 and 12 is? Like six years? Seven. Oh. Yeah. I, I'm getting better. You I'm are. better at math, dude. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So seven years to move through each sign interesting yes cool right whereas the next one is what is it 104 over 12 is 13 and a half years and 248 over 12 is 21 years okay yeah yeah Yeah. to move through each sign okay yeah okay right well i'm glad we're re-recording this because i misunderstood last time that's okay (laughs) you're probably not the only one that would have misunderstood that then Fair enough. Right? <laughs> so. Just <wanted> to clarify. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So moving on to the next planet, we have Neptune. So areas of mm. influence for Neptune are imagination, dreams, and delusions. So, and this is the mystic, right? This is Neptune, the, mystic. the mystic. Yes, this is you, and girl. Neptune. <laughs> Neptune's a very gentle planet. <laughs> yes, you got it. 
is. If you if you understood anything from our last episode, it's that Neptune is a gentle planet. <laughs> yes. So mm-hmm. Neptune is the planet of healing and deep spirituality, which is why it is known as the mystic. It helps us to connect with all layers of life. So that's kind of the biggest lesson in Neptune is is being able to see every single layer in life and how we can connect to them all and how they all connect to us. Mystical, sensitive, and compassionate, Neptune is a very gentle planet. But it is not meant to be confused with being a weak planet. Yes. Yes. So That is correct. (laughs) So it teaches us the hard-hitting lessons that planets like Pluto and Uranus teach us. But it's not an upheaval. It's not going to, like, fucking thrash us around and force us to be brave right now. She's more of a tide rising. Exactly. Right? The the, the shifting of the tides. Not a whole upheaval, upheaval, but, like, a gradual up and down. You got it. Not to be tested. Yes. You don't fuck with the tides. Exactly. That's 100%. That's a great (laughs) way to put it. That is actually a really great analogy. Thank you. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> Must have had something to do with the water. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Mentioning water. <laughs> so its strength lies in the power of the imagination and our individual vulnerability. Ruling over dreams and illusions, Neptune helps us to channel our creativity at its finest. It is also associated with image-based arts, which are things such as music, poetry, film, and dance, right? Which, again, very powerful pieces of art. They can move us. Like, you know, we talked about this last time we recorded this episode, but there are times where you listen to music and it, like, it fucking makes you feel your feelings. Yeah. Hard. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right? (laughs) So it's like, same thing with dance. Like, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to or, or watched, like, a dance recital, like the ballet And there's times where you just watch how these dancers move and it's almost like an emotional experience Mm, watching them. So that's kind of a testament to dance as being this very like gentle, fluid, beautiful movement, but also invoking these very powerful emotions within you. Yeah. Right. It's like almost visceral in the the way that it makes you feel. Exactly. So. As an example, if Venus is the planet of love, then Neptune takes it one step further and is the embodiment of love for everything. So not just okay. love is in romance, but the love of all beings, the love of everything and how it's connected and how we connect to the cosmos and the cosmos connects to us. Yeah. Right? Those who are deeply in tune with Neptune have the potential for immense empathy and will usually possess gifts that are artistic psychic or spiritual in nature really yeah the mystic yeah crazy never would have thought it (laughs) who could have believed that who would have thunked that (laughs) (laughs) so yeah as an example for the generations again neptune we're gonna look at neptune and capricorn so let me just go ahead how how many how many years per each zodiac sign was this one 12 12 and a half Okay, cool. 13 and change kind of thing. So let's take a look at... Okay, so we're going to look at our generation again. Okay, sure. Because I think it's cool to kind of see how we fit into these and how it affects us, right? Well, I think a lot of our listeners kind of fall into our generation as well. Agreed, yeah. Most of them do. So Neptune and Capricorn is 1984 to 1998. 
Okay. Um, so Neptune and Capricorn generations help to eliminate unnecessary walls and barriers. Oh, whoa, Holly. It's like you knew. It's, uh, oh, 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 oh. Is, that, is that also the Berlin Wall? It also is the Berlin Wall, yes. Yeah. So, oh, oh, my God. During this transition, the Soviet Union collapsed as well as the Berlin Wall in Germany came down, right? This is Neptune and Capricorn? This is Neptune and Capricorn, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So reunifying Germany, right? Um, yes, yeah. The current Capricorn-Neptune generation could become instrumental in dissolving the patriarchy. <laughs> but surprise, the surprise. They <laughs> are said to blur tradition and find practical ways of applying spiritual insight towards helping the environment and creating a much more compassionate business, government, and societal environment for all. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Right? Cool. So Capricorn rules construction, and during the last transit, installation art was pervasive, consisting of large three-dimensional works built on specific sites. So really interesting. Like, just very, very interesting. Like, all about art, all about mm -hmm. um, removing unnecessary things from society, from government, from business, being more eco-focused, being more compassion focused it's it's almost like the dissolving of this like me mentality if that makes yeah. any sense yeah which i think a lot of the generations before us suffered from <laughs> do you know what i mean which but you no, know exactly. what ne necessary thinking for necessary times right <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah just very interesting that again like neptune and capricorn again same as uranus right like breaking down unnecessary walls, like the upheaval, like removing yes, things that no yeah. longer serve us, being innovative, moving forward, right? Putting art at the front again, rather than seeing art as this like whatever, you know, piddly wink, like who cares about it? Like art has become so popular in pop culture, right? And not just like, yeah. not just like physical art, but all forms of media have yeah. become so intrinsically intertwined into our society nowadays i mean like look what we're doing now oh yeah leaps and bounds every yeah crazy yeah well and in terms of like environmental impact and stuff like we were really the generation that was taught about climate change and you yeah. know like yeah and have actually tried to do something to combat climate change yeah and, and it's uh yeah it's we're interesting that's also around the time that they discovered the holes in, like the greenhouse emissions yeah emissions the holes in our ozone right? like, yeah yeah we don't hear about that a lot anymore because who's oh, surprised doing stuff has actually worked yeah but um it's shrinking <laughs> yeah wow imagine that yeah being conscious of our impacts on our fucking planet wow <laughs> what a concept right imagine that <laughs> so yeah no but it, very like this is very much like at the forefront for our generation it is yeah. very much so so the last planet of our ruling planets is Pluto, who what? still makes me so sad that Pluto's not classified as a planet scientifically anymore, but in astrology, she sure is. <laughs> Pluto's just like that one friend in the friend group that is like sometimes the friend, like in the friend group, but sometimes not, you know, like. Yeah. They're, they're like they're the they're friend the floater. They're the friend. They're, in, <laughs> they're the friend in the group chat that never replies, but will show up sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never know if Pluto's going to be there, but when they show, you're like Pluto. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, 
Which kind of makes sense for Pluto because the areas of influence in Pluto are transformation, obsession, and power. Oh, okay. okay. So how does this manifest in us as a generation? So Pluto is the most powerful planet within astrology. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So cool. So it is the ruler of death, rebirth, transformation, and is known as the destroyer. That's interesting. Super interesting. Death and rebirth. Death and rebirth. So that whole transformative, right? So if you think of the planets like working our way out to them, you get to a point where it's like, yeah, life as you know it or the path as you know it is dead. You've gone through a transformation and now you're being rebirthed. Interesting. Yeah, I think it's so cool. So it ends and begins new generations as it moves from sign to sign. Yeah. It reflects the struggles, passions, and transformations of each generation. Pluto helps us to achieve the pinnacle of spiritual advancement, and it destroys anything that is out of alignment with the truth, right? So we've gotten to the end, and it is in the face of Pluto that we have to kind of, we have to face our endings, right? We have to face our endings. We have to face our truths. We have to, you know... Like a phoenix from the ashes, if you will, right? You have to go through the burning in order to be reborn. So a really good example, we're not going to look at our generation. We're actually going to look at um, Pluto and Leo, which is from 1937 to 1958. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Which is Pluto in Leo. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. They're cocky. Hockey period, you know? Yeah, it is. I'll tell you. So the title of Pluto and Leo are the pleasure seekers. Oh, okay. So again, 1937 to 1958. So Pluto and Leo generations are intensely creative, playful, and pleasure seeking. People born during this transit sparked the sexual revolution and mainstreamed recreational drug use, which, yeah, (laughs) checks out. Absolutely checks out. Yep. Those people are going to be... Yeah, yeah. The people in the 70s yeah. going to Woodstock and everything, right? Yeah. So that's when they were born, right? So they were yeah. born in that period of time and they were yep. the ones who, like, you think about it, it transformed the music industry. It transformed mm-hmm. how we, like, I know some people don't like to talk about recreational drug use, but let's get serious. A lot of these drugs, there was a lot of things done with them. And once they became a little bit more mainstream, there was a lot of really amazing things that we learned about the human brain from these oh, yeah. drugs, right? Oh, yeah. We made massive advancements in technology and in the sciences from these things. But um, Leo rules children, and this generation included the baby boomers, named for the sharp increase of births after World War II, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Makes again, sense. yeah, because Leo is the ruler of children- how crazy is it that the baby boomers fell into yeah. Leo, right? Interesting. Mm-hmm. So marked by authoritarianism, the Leo-Pluto period endured major abuses of power. Yes. Right? Yeah. If you think about it, like there is a lot of serious abuses of power that happened from During those generations. Time. Yeah. Yes. And in that yeah. time. But one thing that I wanted to mention that I thought might have been of note is that another notable Pluto-Leo alignment was actually marking the beginning of the Salem witch trials. That's really interesting. Yeah, right? So again, it's all about that abuse of power. And 
yeah, I just thought it was super interesting. So like 19 or sorry, 1692, which is Salem witch trial era is Pluto Leo alignment, which again is that power seeking, pleasure seeking authoritarianism. Right. Yeah. 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 But then it's funny because our generation is Pluto and Scorpio, which is the revolutionary. Okay. Right. So ours is 1983 to 1995. Pluto and Scorpio generations are imaginative, psychic, and willful. Powerful revolutionaries, they show up at the end of each era, breaking us free of oppressive powers while leading us to a collective rebirth. Oh, I like the sound of that. Yep. Right? (laughs) Isn't that so cool? I thought that one one was really cool. I was like, of course we are. Of course, but of course. <laughs> you think of, of Scorpio, like what they're known for, mm-hmm. and they really are like the revolutionary, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. La revolution. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so um, we currently are entering a new age set to begin January of 2020, where Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto join together and this generation will lead us through to the end of the industrial age and into the age of information, which we Goddamn. made the switch in 2021. The industrial era has come to an end and we are now yes. in a new era known as the information era, which interesting. Is, is interesting because this all they've all come together to move us into this new revolutionary era. Wow. Okay. Very cool. I just thought that was super cool. Sorry, I was trying to find it because I remember reading it, but I couldn't remember where. It <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I love that. I love that for us. So we've talked about the zodiacs. We've talked about the planets, the ruling planets, and we've also kind of talked about the history of um, astrology. Right. So now it's kind of like we have all these building blocks. And the final piece to the puzzle here is the houses of astrology. Okay. Okay. So I'm sure you guys have probably heard of the houses when people talk about what's in your seventh house? What's the ruling planet of your seventh house? La la la. Right. And you, if you've ever printed out your birth chart, you've seen the houses outlined for you. So what are they? Right. So after learning about the signs and the ruling planets, we now move on to what we call the third building block of astrology, the houses. While the planets and signs show us our innermost thoughts and feelings, the houses show us how we apply these energies in each area or sector, if you will, of our lives. These 12 houses date back to actually ancient astrology with the Babylonians. So the same astrology we talked about in our very first astrology episode. The houses, really, yeah. So the houses date back all the way to ancient Babylonian astrology, um, and the Babylonians believed that our lives were made up or like comprised of many different activities that could be divided out into these twelve different categories, which okay. I thought was quite interesting. Thus, each house represents a different facet of our lives. They also happen to align with the twelve zodiac signs. Coincidental? I think not nothing's ever a coincidence everything <laughs> no. is meant to be right it's what written. will be will be it's written in the, in the stars. stars yeah <laughs> um so 
The sign that matches with each house is called the house's natural ruler. So wherever the the sign naturally falls, that's the house's natural ruler. Um, While the houses and their natural rulers do not hold the same meaning, they do, however, have some overlap and share qualities with one another. So a good example of this comes from our awesome book that we've been reading from, um, showing the examples of the generations, which is Juliana McCarthy's book called The Stars Within You, A Modern Guide to Astrology. So she gives us a really good example um, of these quality overlaps when she talks about the moon, who is the ruler of emotions, being in our second house, which is the house of wealth and possessions. So that would mean that our natural ruler of our second house, um, being the moon, would mean that like material items and our physical things could be really important to our emotional well-being and contentment, right? Okay. So the moon controls our emotions and how our mental well-being. Yep. Our second house is all about wealth and money. So the moon being there would mean that our wealth and our material possessions in life is what keeps us sane, <laughs> if you will. Interesting. Right? I pulled up my birth chart again. This is something I did on the last episode we recorded. I love it. Um, yeah. So I'm just... I'm just watching along. I'm keeping track along <laughs> what my it. houses are. Excellent. It's perfect. Pull up your birth chart if you want to do it too, listeners. Yes, please do. <laughs> we'll give you five seconds. And good. Now, so the first house. Yeah. <laughs> so the first house is all about the self and identity. Mm-hmm. So natural ruler of the first house is Aries. So self-confidence and self-expression is what is ruled within our first house. This is how the world perceives us and how we relate to the world around us. It can also represent our body image and actual physical outward appearances. Um, Mm -hmm. It's said that we very much wear this sign on our sleeves, if you will. You know, when you say you wear your heart on your sleeve, this is what we, we put this patch on and this is who we are. And typically this is something that is very obvious to people around us or people who interact it's how the world like how people perceive you yes as well right exactly it's it's also i think often referred to as your ascendant mm-hmm. correct yeah correct yes so cool 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 what's yours i'm interested to see uh my ascendant is uh libra nice now you are you all about that, justice you? i did <laughs> i guess why you knew that one i did <laughs> but it's very true because you are very much about like equality and justice and fairness also like rhetoric discussion right all oftentimes to a detriment to a detriment <laughs> yeah. to myself yeah yeah, yeah exactly mm-hmm. i so, will fight second house is the house of wealth and possessions natural ruler of this house is taurus um and the second house is what we feel is worth investing in and what can make us money okay right? yeah so the planet that are is in our second house can typically signal to us where best we spend our time if we are looking to make financial gains. So the signs and the planets that fall into our second house can show us our relationship with money and our relationship with our livelihood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So our third house is the house of communication. Natural ruler, no surprise, is Gemini. (laughs) The, the ruler of communication. <laughs> um, okay, that tracks. Yeah, that, that tracks. That fully tracks. <laughs> totally. So 
this house is communication of all kinds, right? So this is not just verbal communication, but it's writing, speaking, body language. Um, even if we're communicating, say, through like, I don't know, film, right? So yeah. it's all about communication. Everything to do with communication falls into our our, our third house. How okay. we communicate, how we receive communication, the best way we like to communicate, communication in ways that might be most effective for us, areas that we might have issues with communication, all fall into this house. This is the third house you said, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Holly's is Aries. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Sagittarius, so like not far off. Okay. But- still a fire sign yeah (laughs) so our fourth house is home or the inner self natural ruler is cancer totally makes sense again your Mm -hmm. inner self so this house is the ruler of, of our innermost self who we are and maybe who we don't always let everybody see it is the ruler of our private world and it is also the ruler of what we choose to share with people so yeah Depending on the sign or the planet that is in your fourth house, you might be the type of person who is like an open book who tells everything, every everybody, everything about you and you're mm-hmm. okay with that. Or you could be on the flip side and be the type of person who closed lip, most people don't know very much about. You might know the surface level stuff, but nothing more than that, right? Yeah. So this is also the source of our deepest feelings, thoughts, dreams, and ambitions. It is also the ruler of intimacy and motherhood. So that like nurturing side of us. So it doesn't have to be motherhood in terms of like parent-child, but motherhood in terms of nurturing. Oh, okay. Right? So it can show us how we nurture, the types of styles that we might take in our nurturing, But you can take that one step further and you can also see the ways that you might have the best relationship with children if you are a parent looking to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I am not. So I'm not going to give you an example. (laughs) Me either. Yeah. (laughs) So fifth house is the house of creativity and romance. Natural ruler, of course, of creativity is Leo. Mm -hmm. Fun, passionate, fiery. Um, this is a house of true love and just, just creation, fundamental creation, right? Yeah. This can show us how we choose to entertain ourselves, what our abilities might be, um, what our feelings and thoughts towards self-expression are, uh, the way that we might be the most self-expressive. Um, it is also the house of joyfulness and abundance within relationships. And that doesn't have Mm. to be sexual partnerships that could just be relationships like friends family your closest inner circle right yeah so yeah if you have more solitary signs and planets in that house you might be a more solitary person who has maybe one or two people that you really care about and you spend time with or if you have many many planets like if you have four or five planets showing up in that house you might be somebody who loves to surround yourself with like huge groups of people you might have, yeah. you might be one of those people that have like 18 best friends. Good for you. <laughs> Not <laughs> that I. That seems like a lot of work. It does. Um, <laughs> my fifth house is a Pisces. <laughs> um, I just want to read you this, just like the first sentence of what they write about that. Yeah. Um, with lofty feelings, she is full of tenderness and, tenderness and sentimentality. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 
fucking lootly. <laughs> so fucking. Every time I look at my birth chart, I just feel fucking called out, man. <laughs> it's like pulling tarot cards, man. Like it's just like it's because yeah, it's because <laughs> who you are in your first house and in your ascended is very different. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So house number six is the house of service and health. So natural ruler is Virgo. Um, okay. This house is all about health, work, and the services we provide to others. It can also tell us about the things in life that might worry us the most. Yeah. Right? So what are okay. we concerned about? What are we worried about? What brings us fear or stress? Um, but it can also tell us about our worth, work ethic and how or what we choose to devote ourselves to during life. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm an Aries. <laughs> so no matter what you choose to devote yourself to, you're going in it. Fucking all gas, no brakes. <laughs> Ability to command. Yeah. <laughs> easily meets her responsibilities at work. Done. <laughs> yep. There it is. <laughs> right? Maybe chaotic, <laughs> but it's always done. <laughs> Holy fuck. I'm just like. <laughs> yeah. Devotion, 11 out of 10. <laughs> Yeah, I just spent 12 hours at the salon the other day. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I literally <laughs> had to talk with my boss after about my dedication. She's like, you know, what are you doing? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not do it. <laughs> I just like my clients. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Mm. It also very clearly it can tell you about your work ethic. <laughs> Aries. <laughs> All right, so uh, the seventh house is the house of partnership and marriage. Um, natural ruler is the Libra, which I thought okay. is so interesting because I find... Yeah, I wouldn't expect that. No. I would not. But no. I think that that's because there is this societal shift in how we see partnership and marriage because for so very, very long, partnership and marriage was a means to ownership. True. Do you know what I mean? Enough, yeah. And it is only in the last 30 years, maybe, <laughs> our generation where partnership and marriage is just that, partnership, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which yep. makes sense for Libra to be the natural ruler because partnership is about balance and fairness and equality and equity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? So Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. This house reveals all of our shadow self. It can also show us what qualities we are looking for in our ideal partners. If you have many planets in the seventh house, you would likely place a large emphasis on the importance of relationships in your life. However, it can also tell us about our views on love, sexual partnerships, and marriage. So, for example, traditional versus non-traditional, right? Yes, okay. Yeah. So I thought that one was really cool. And I I thought it was quite interesting because Libra is not what I expected, whereas a lot of the other ones kind of made sense. But then I got to thinking and I was like, I feel like society has just told us that partnership should not be equal, (laughs) which is not true. (laughs) I think you got that right. I think you do. So I'm like, actually, Libra makes the most sense in that house. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. Okay. House number eight is sex, death, and birth. So natural ruler is Scorpio. And sex is highlighted in this house, right? This is talking about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. (laughs) Sex magic. Okay. Okay. So 
This can be your views on sex, how you enjoy sex, your likes or your dislikes. Also, it can tell you about maybe like how you view your sexual experiences, how you talk about your sexual experiences, like your willingness to share your sexual experiences. Um, Okay. It also has a lot to do with our desires and how passionately we feel these desires, right? Okay. So it could be something like, you know, oh, man, I am really into this guy, blah, 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 right? And you might be like, okay, I think about him. And then there's people who are on the other side who are like, I cannot get this fucking man out of my head. <laughs> like everywhere I fucking go, I see something that reminds me of him or this or that or that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it can tell us about how we view those things and how passionately we feel it, how deeply we feel it, how much it like stays on the brain, right? So it can also indicate to us our sex drive and our outlook on sexual intimacy. So are you the type of person who likes, you know, clean house and candles and nice music and your partner's very gentle and calm and there's a lot of like touching and foreplay. Or are you the type of person who's like, rip my clothes off and throw me against this fucking wall? <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> fuck your candles. I want my pants off. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> it's true. There, it's a spectrum. <laughs> there is a wide variety. Yep. Yep. That exists in the world. Yeah. No, no, no kink shaming here. <laughs> as long nope. as everybody's consenting, you're cool. Yep. <laughs> Consensual is key. Yes. So ninth house is the house of philosophy and adventure. So natural ruler is Sagittarius. And this house shows us our views on travel, higher education, and spiritual teachings. So when we talk about education, it shows us our views on whether or not we're going to follow education to a higher path or if we will follow a more spiritual education to a higher path. So it's kind of like, are you taking the spiritual, you know, path or are you taking the like scientific going to university kind of path? Right. Okay. Because both both take dedication. Both take a lot of time and understanding and research and learning. But they're just very different things. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, It can also show us our views on travel how far we're willing to travel, and if we would ever live abroad. Interesting. Yeah. It's so, um, it's so funny to me because, like, I have a Gemini in House <laughs> 9. So you're a little bit of both. You're like, I do, but I don't. I will, but yeah. I can't. And it's, and it's so funny, though, like, with, like, career-wise, like, what I'm currently actively doing is literally splitting splitting the worlds so like i'm going back to school but i'm also doing this and like maybe i could do both maybe i could do either i don't know yeah exactly maybe i could do both at the same time yeah maybe i'm just one of these or one of those or one of right i wonder what mine is i just want to see <laughs> do it look it up because like i'm looking at this and like okay yeah gemini gemini and in, in, like the learning house it makes a lot of sense to me because like yeah i could either go ahead and not go back to school and just continue working what like what i'm doing right now or i could go back to like i got two different paths in front of me that i'm hoping to take in tandem which is a choice (laughs) i mean (laughs) twinning (laughs) (laughs) i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens it's just like it's interesting yeah yeah pisces you're a pisces 
She likes sea cruises. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> does it really say that? It does. <laughs> she has brilliant ideas that seem to come from nowhere. <laughs> okay. I'm a genius. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is funny. Okay. So the 10th house, career and social status. So natural ruler is Capricorn. And this house shows us things like our career, our determination to our careers, our dedication, our devotion to our careers, and what we might be successful in with our careers. So okay. that could be what industry, what position, right, can show us those types of things. Um, mm -hmm. And also shows us how we contribute to society and where we fall into society. It can also tell us how we relate to discipline and traditions as well as societal norms. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mine is Aries. <laughs> Not surprising. Leadership, authority, energy, and <laughs> it says places a lot of investment on intelligence. <laughs> what? I got <laughs> cancer. Oh, girl, yes. She likes contact with the public, the crowd. <laughs> yes, Profession she does. Profession that involves meeting a lot of people. Yes, she does. <laughs> Professional success thanks to sense of duty and application to her work. <laughs> nice. That like, is you. I just constantly feel called out. Like, I just... But that's so good because then you know you're on I the mean, right this track. this is a good one. Yes, this is a good one. This is good. But This like, is a good one. But it's, it's true. Like, You're feeling called out because it's true. I feel vulnerable. You're like, here I was thinking I made all these choices for myself. Turns I out. I had free will. <laughs> and I don't think I do. <laughs> no. Anymore. Turns out you're wrong. Free will. What's that? <laughs> oh, that's, birth chart. That's your birth chart funny. decides your entire fucking life. <laughs> not what you choose to do yeah to what fucking time you were born yeah and where and where sorry <laughs> just it, it is what it is oh sucks to suck the planet wasn't actually aligned for you to do that yeah doesn't matter if you <laughs> want to you wanted to be a singer mm, doesn't look like you got that in your chart <laughs> with that cackle <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i could never i could no i could never <laughs> but also my chart still reflects that i could never so <laughs> that you will never know <laughs> oh so funny okay <laughs> the 11th house friends and community <laughs> natural ruler is aquarius and this house rules community friendships and humanitarianism it is okay. a it is our biggest indicator of our peer group and who we choose to surround ourselves with in every facet I yes. love mine. Mine is Taurus, um, which is so funny because, yeah, like she likes to be surrounded by Frank and good hearted friends. Yeah. Who's, who's my best friend? It's me. Hi. <laughs> the most direct person, but also coming from the best place type person you'll ever meet. <laughs> One. Mine is Virgo. Oh, <laughs> She loves an this emotional roller coaster. <laughs> friends must resemble her as she may not trust anyone having different ideas or ways of doing things. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> um, discussing ideas frivolously is not necessarily her cup of tea. 
<laughs> almost like I'm a Frank person. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's so funny. But like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Are you okay? I love that for you. Thanks. I am <laughs> adjusting. I'm not. <laughs> I'm coming I don't to know. terms. <laughs> I'm coming to terms. It's, I, I, I don't. I'm coping. <laughs> I went from being a little stitious to superstitious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like this. A little stitious. <laughs> That'd be my rap name. Little stitious. <laughs> and it's just like. That's my so new thing. So much about it where it's like. There's just so much about it where it's like. Yeah. Yeah. That's. That's me. Look Check. at me. That that that's the mirror. Checks out. Reflection. <laughs> reflection. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes oh. you don't always like what you read in the reflection of your birth chart, but like, uh, but she's at there. the same time when you look at it logically, you look at it, you see what it means, and you're like, yeah. You're like, yeah. That I actually- do do that. Yeah. <laughs> but me? No. <laughs> Di- well, disown friends because they don't do things the way I do. Yeah. No. Well, it's even like. <laughs> Couldn't be. The one I find is most on point for me is my second house. So wealth, possessions, da da da. Mine mm-hmm. is Leo. So- <laughs> <laughs> this house so- is not a home. <laughs> no, it These is not. mean houses. <laughs> so mine is financial oh, success will be very easy thanks to the support of the influential people around them. Tendency, uh, tendency to spend more than what is earned. What? <laughs> Financial progress is slow but steady. Generous with loved ones. Um, sign and house placement of the sun may show money making channels. Interesting. That's. I mean, that's good. That's that's a good. Yep. But also, like, I don't know, man. I feel like you know these houses are out to get us. Monster house. Yeah. It's funny because mm. it's funny because I'm like, yeah, I do spend a lot of money. But then I also, I earn money really fast, really quick. I'm pretty good at doing that shit. And all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I paid it all off. It's great. Yeah, everything's (laughs) fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I spent that like six months ago, but it's paid off. It's fine. Everything's great. And now I have extra money to go spend again. (laughs) Go to Disney back to back? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So the final house, the 12th house, which is the house of spirituality and subconscious. Natural ruler Pisces, and this okay. house is the house that's referred to sometimes as the house of undoing, which is escapism, mm. addiction, impulse control, and our unconscious drivers, right? So Interesting. on the more positive side to that, it can also tell us about our psychic ability, our spirituality, and our ability to love unconditionally. Interesting. Yeah. Which I I really like. I think that's really cool. It's also the area, like, it's like the area of emotion more than anything, right? Mm. Um, I think I saw somewhere that, like, it's also the area of, like, karma. Yeah. Right? This, Karmatic the, experience. The Cafe Astrology has it as uh, where we meet our karma. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Deal, deal with endings and sometimes where we bury things. Yeah. Subconscious. Yeah. Makes says. sense. Yeah. <laughs> checks out mm-hmm. <laughs> oh mine is just fucking rude i you know what dude same <laughs> what's yours? i don't even know if i want to say it like it's... you can cut it out i'll tell you mine too i got a libra okay you want to know what it says yeah marriage doesn't always bring luck 
honors come as she imagined they might, but marriage doesn't. Literally just one sentence. That's it. <laughs> it is so bad. I'm like, do you want to know what mine is? Tell me. Please mine's, make me feel better. Mine's Gemini. Okay. <laughs> Mine has one word and then a small blurb after. <laughs> the one word is anxiety. <laughs> I mean, my, like, <laughs> and then it says constantly preoccupies themselves in order to not deal with things <laughs> fuck you okay i you know what i don't feel better though because mine just told me my marriage was gonna fail so like <laughs> yours is so much worse <laughs> A marriage question mark doesn't always bring luck like <laughs> um maybe to be fair life has not been lucky since i got married so there you go so maybe it, maybe, maybe we're just taking it more literally yes maybe it's yeah. less about your marriage not working and more about shit going just, down yeah your undoing is that like you get married and then everything else happens and it's not great <laughs> yeah there you go there you go yeah, That's mine's how just I'm like take that. Thank you. Mine's like you're an anxious piece of shit that will constantly do things to pretend it's not happening. <laughs> Enjoy. It's not my ADHD. It's our ADHD. <laughs> Anxiety. It's how we cope. I've never been anxious. Anxious? Who? <laughs> Who's anxious? I haven't met her. Panic attack? What? <laughs> Oh, that is so fucking funny. Rude. Well, what a way to end <laughs> the houses. What the a true way. undoing. <laughs> the true undoing. That'll be my undoing is my fucking anxiety. <laughs> Everything will be fine if I can get this shit together. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. What's your greatest undoing? Um... I constantly think the worst is going to happen <laughs> all the time. It's too good. It's it is too, too good. good. Fucking rude, but too good. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining me on this intergalactic uh, space trip. <laughs> joining me like going a, on a trip in our favorite, favorite rocket ship. What up, witches? What up, what witches? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <Love> dog. <laughs> Did we just make a new song? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we did. <laughs> well, no, seriously, thank you for joining me. Um, Thank you for recording this episode twice. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I Like I said, if this episode... All new again. Yeah. If this episode fucks up... Which is not it was not meant, meant to, to be. be. Yeah, it's written in the stars. Yeah, star-crossed episodes, my friend. Honestly, <laughs> that was such a great title. Did you like that? I, I loved it. it. So good. I thought it was hilarious. It, was a, it was just not meant to be. Yeah, <laughs> faded to fail. <laughs> Where doth out my podcast? <laughs> Why hast thou betrayed me? But uh, no, seriously, thank you for joining. Um, appreciate it. To our audience, thank you for waiting. Uh, for so part sorry three. for the technical difficulties. We really tried to get this to you last week. It just didn't happen. <laughs> we really did try. Just was not meant to be. Because oh, uh, no, no, it wasn't. But but you know what is meant to be our two week hiatus. This is coming. <laughs> Great transition. So two weeks. Two replays 
and then back in real hot, real heavy, summer loving spooky stories. stories. Listeners I, whisper. I definitely almost started singing the Grease song when you said summer loving. <laughs> I was like, have me a blast. <laughs> summer loving hiatus happened so fast. Oh, man. Don't even talk about how fast it's going to go because I know it's going to go very fast. But uh, <sighs> it is. Yeah. But it, it's needed. And we appreciate you guys bearing with us while we get it together. But I tell you this this listeners whispers episode is going to be fucking banging yeah we're coming back with a bang absolutely we're coming coming in hot hot, sweaty summertime and it's gonna be the first time in a while that you and i are recording together in person (laughs) in person together what's that gonna be like i wonder i'll have to clean up my room no you won't as long as as long as you your chair me- is covered in shit <laughs> not not literal shit but like <laughs> my podcast host currently is a fan in a chair of boxes so <laughs> <laughs> well i am a fan of you holly so <laughs> you're not far off <laughs> <laughs> fucking lame okay Only our fans could really be this close <laughs> Maybe they'd send in some spooky stories. <laughs> and if you don't send in spooky stories, well, then at least stay spooky, y'all. Bye.